Welcome to Called by the Lord. My name is Bradley Martin, and today in the studio we have with us Pastor Daniel Mayer. Nice to have you here, Daniel. Uh, nice to be here, Bradley. Awesome. So, Daniel, tell us just quickly a little bit about yourself. Whereabouts are you the pastor at? So, I'm associate pastor at two churches. Two. Lucky. Casey Church. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Lucky. Uh, one's called Casey Church, and the other one is Dandenong Polish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the youth pastor there. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so in Melbourne. Yeah, here in Melbourne. Yeah. Just for our national listeners all around the country, because, I mean, before I moved to Melbourne, I wouldn't have had a clue where any of these places were. <laughs> no, well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, how long have you been there? Just a little over six months now. Okay. So, still pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, trying to get to know everyone and find my place. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I know what it feels like. Yeah. So, you're a Melbourne local then, or you've just moved down, or...? Well, I just moved down from college because I just finished studying at the end of uh, last year. But I was born in Melbourne and uh, lived almost all my life here. But once again, it's a different part of Melbourne than I'm used to. So in a way, it kind of of is like being in a new place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if you were born in Melbourne, then I do have to ask because everyone always asks. Do you have a particular AFL team you follow? If I were to follow an AFL team, it would be for my grandfather's sake. He was on the draft pick for Richmond. And oh, so fair enough. He, he was a, a loyal supporter for them all his life. So I'd probably say them um, just for his sake. Oh, nice, nice. Cool. So just a little bit about yourself then. What do you enjoy spending your time doing? Um, I enjoy reading history or, uh, mm. or all sorts of other topics like uh, science and yeah, um, nice. geography and earth science, or okay. all sorts of things. Earth science, yeah. <laughs> I know when I was going through school, I've always wanted to be a geologist. Uh, well, there you go. I studied geology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how did you step from studying geology into... Geology to theology. Yeah, um, yeah. Just dropped a <laughs> syllable and no. Um, I actually was studying geology as a, a route to going into the federal police force. That okay. was um, the direction I was heading. And I just felt convicted at the time when I was in my first year of uni that God had a different plan for me and um, that there was a way that I could serve God in a different way. Mm. I could serve the community in a different way, a way that perhaps was better a way that was perhaps more in line with my gifts. And uh, that was a, a difficult decision for me because I was quite, you know, keen on um, on law enforcement. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, God, God led, and, and I'm very, very happy to be where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you still have a rock collection, I hope. Um, I have a small rock collection. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's, it's allowed to grow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> rocks rocks only grow when you feed them. So, <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a, a nice rock collection at home. That whenever I travel somewhere, I typically bring rocks back with me. So, <laughs> my wife is not a huge fan of that. But no, that, she probably thinks you got rocks in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rocks on the brain. Yeah, very nice. So, do you have a, a family? Uh, yes, I have a wife and one son who's ten weeks old yesterday. Wow. Um, you don't look that tired, though. Ah, uh, well, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper once I get to sleep, that's so good. that helps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. So then in terms of the stuff you do as a youth pastor, what does that mm. actually involve? Because I don't really know. Yeah, well, that's right. I Growing up, I kind of assumed being a youth pastor meant breaking all the rules and <laughs> being really cool. So I always thought that was something I probably couldn't do. Ah, oh, um, sure, sure. Because, uh, you know, as you may have guessed, I... 
I like rules and um, <laughs> I, I'm not very cool. But um, no, being a youth pastor is basically just spending time with the youth in the church, uh, getting to know them, getting to know their issues and trying to help help them find answers for their questions in the Bible. Mm. Um, and so that's something I definitely enjoy doing. Awesome. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. that like in your experience that young people, youth have different things they're looking for than to adults? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, all problems are kind of the same. I guess adult problems tend to be youth problems that are never resolved. But young people are definitely have a lot of time on their hands when it comes to thinking about things and looking for answers. And they're also quite willing to listen. So it's fun just being able to get those questions and be able to answer them. Sometimes it can be a bit difficult to get the questions out of them, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. They can be a bit shy. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, you're dealing with kids, like, what sort of age groups are we looking at? Uh, sort of mid-teens, okay. um, around 15. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, you're ever running Sabbath schools or, or do you ever get your churches involved in, like, outreach stuff? Yeah, well, we like to, whatever we can. Um, that can take different forms. One thing we're hoping to try to get the youth involved with is maybe a little bit of door knocking. Something else that we did was like a movie night, a Christian movie, The Case mm. for Christ, uh, which we invited people to and things like that. So all sorts of different ways that we can get them involved. But as long as we can get them doing something, that's the main thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I have been wondering, mm. you said you're a pastor at Dandenong Polish Church. Yes. Do you have any Polish in you at all? Or? Not that I know of. Um, oh, okay. I should probably try to find some, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm a typical Australian. I, I've got all sorts of different ethnic backgrounds in me, um, but uh, not Polish as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, fortunately, the youth speak English, so yeah, yeah. Um, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of getting along with the, the older people, though, how does that go? Ah, well, um, I know how to say Dzień Dobry which is like, hello, and that's about all. But, you know, that, <laughs> they're happy with that. So Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, very good. I, I try. Nice. Well, you have, to, you have to go to Poland one day and... I should, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have everyone spill their drinks all over you. Oh, well, that, that might somehow spread some of the language to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You're listening to Called by the Lord. We're having a chat with Pastor Daniel Mayer, who's the youth pastor at Casey and Dandenong Polish Churches. We'll be back in just a minute. Impossibilities 
frustrated and tired Where do I go from here? Now I'm searching for the confidence I've lost so willingly Overcoming these obstacles is overcoming my fears Oh, never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me that there's no hope I'm telling you you're wrong Never underestimate my Jesus When the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong I think I can't, I think I can't But I think you can, I think you can I think I can't, I think I can't But I think you can, I think you can Gather my insufficiencies and Place them in your hands Place them in your hands, place them in your hands. Never underestimate my Jesus. You're telling me that there's no hope, I'm telling you you're wrong. Never underestimate my Jesus But when the world around you crumbles He will be strong Never underestimate my Jesus You're telling me that there's no hope I'm telling you you're wrong Never underestimate my Jesus when the world around you crumbles He will be strong, He will be strong He will be strong He will be strong He will be strong You're listening to Faith FM. Welcome back to Called by the Lord. And I'm currently having a chat with Pastor Daniel Ma. Sorry about getting that wrong before, Daniel. Not a problem. Cool. So the premise of this segment comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, and it says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace given through Jesus before the world began. And so, Daniel, in this segment, it's kind of based on the fact that God has given each of us a calling. We might not know at the start necessarily what it is, and we might not even know when we're going through whatever it is what that might be, but God always shows us by the end is what I believe in a sense. So can you tell us a little bit about your faith? Where did your faith journey begin? Well, it began really quite young, I guess. Um, my parents are good Christians. They, uh, they love the Lord. They believe the Bible, and you can't ask for much more than that. Mm. And I was taught from an early age to to do the same, to love God, to believe the Bible. We had Bible readings after dinner, which uh, which were really good. I think I enjoyed them, and uh, I know I got a lot out of them spiritually. And it just meant that Christian life was a part of the reality mm. uh, for me growing up. It's so nice to have that. Yeah, exactly. That's it's hard right. Hard to imagine what life is like without that, which is really cool. Yeah. 
And I also saw my parents being willing to stand for what they believed in. We were in a, a few different churches over my childhood. And a lot of the time that was because the churches that they were going to, they didn't feel really were biblical enough or really teaching the scriptures. And they, they wanted us as kids to be able to get that biblical uh, education from the church as well as at home. Having God is like having a third parent in a sense. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, The church is another part of that, I guess. Yeah. We really, parents, we do our best, right? But we can't do everything mm. and uh, we need support. So it's it's great when you get a church that supports you and that is helping your kids on the path of righteousness. Mm. Um, but it's pretty challenging if you don't feel that that's really happening. And, and so uh, my parents were willing to move where it, it would help us as kids. And I really appreciated that. So when it came time for me to decide about my faith for myself, I wanted to be equally diligent and not just do whatever was easiest or do, you know, go to whichever church was closest or something, but to look for a church that was actually biblical Mm. um, and was willing to stand for Bible truth. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think parents often underestimate, you know, just how much their kids and even other people's kids will look up to them and see what they're doing and follow their example. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's definitely the case with my parents. Mm. Yeah. So when was the first time you felt that God was calling you to to kind of make that decision for yourself? So decision to, to follow him or? Yeah. Um, I guess I had those kinds of calls fairly often growing up and I would always kind of put them off. Um, when I say fairly often, I mean from time to time, you know, uh, I'd always kind of put them off. Uh, I felt that if I became a Christian, I wouldn't be able to be happy anymore kind of thing. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the things that I was afraid of was that if I gave my life to Jesus, then I might have to become a pastor or something. Um, <laughs> and I thought that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, that was not my idea of a, a good, interesting uh, career choice. So, yeah, it was a, God has certainly done a lot of work to change my attitude, but he only did that after I was willing to take that first step and accept his salvation in my life. Mm. Yeah, because God always knocks on the door, but he's not going to force his way in. No, that's right. And and he just, he met me where I was at, literally very much. Um, he was willing to work with me, even though I wasn't perhaps the best potential convert. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's done amazing things in my life. Mm. Yeah. So, in being called to ministry, was that something that tested your faith? Um, yeah, yeah, because one thing actually as well that, that my dad led by example in was he felt called to uh, a kind of ministry as a priest, in fact, when, when he was younger. But he was convicted about the teachings of the church that he was in and that they were not biblical. And so, he he left that calling. And that impressed me, and I always remembered that. And so when I felt called to ministry by God, I was very convicted that I needed to make sure that whatever church I was in or or would minister in was teaching what was biblical and and not simply teaching uh, man's traditions or, Mm. as I like to reflect on the Bible passage, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Mm. Um, You know, that was something that was very close to my heart. Oh, it's definitely so easy to get it twisted between, you know, what the Bible says and what we think it says. And sometimes Mm. you hear a verse recited and you think, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then you actually go and read it for yourself. And that's only half of it. Mm. Yeah. So So basically, for me, once I felt called to ministry, my whole uh, belief system and my faith became a much more important thing. And I guess in a way, it sort of worked both ways because... 
it was only when I began to take my faith more seriously that I realized God was calling me to ministry. And uh, there's a verse which I'll just quickly read if, if we've got time. It's Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. The Bible says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, when we read that, we typically emphasize, and I heard this read many times, we typically emphasize, well, this is all you have to do and you can be saved. And that's true, but what does it mean to really say that Jesus is Lord? Mm. And and I thought to myself, if Jesus is really Lord, then that should mean that he would be in the center of my life and he would be the most important thing in my life. And is he really? And yeah. And I reflected that in a way he wasn't really the most important thing in my life. And so- as I began to try to put Jesus at the center of my life, that was when I began to think about my purpose in life and my career ideas and whether I was really trying to put God first in those or whether I was trying to somehow get uh, glory or prestige or something like that for myself. Yeah. Pride is the easiest thing to fall for, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. In some ways, it was the first ever sin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. So, tell us a little bit about, because you said you studied, you started off studying geology at university. Mm. I'm, I'm just curious, personally, is there anything you learn in geology that's kind of helped build your faith? Yeah, well, that's a good question, really, because um, I actually um, deliberately avoided biology because I didn't want to have my faith destroyed by these atheist professors or whatever. But it was in the many of these lectures because I had that grounding in the truth and, and a relationship with Jesus, and I think that's essential, otherwise it is dangerous to go into that scenario. Mm. But in these lectures, I actually heard things that reinforced my belief in what the Bible says. Uh, for example, we would talk a lot about uh, rock formations and fossils, and in almost every case, those were formed apparently in some kind of a flood or some kind <laughs> of a um, underwater landslide or or a river or a lake. or It's always something to do with water. And you kind of think, well, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder why that might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a lot of subjects that I did that potentially challenged my faith, but they also, when I reflected and when I said, okay, but what if what the Bible says is true, is it possible to find an explanation for this? Often it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think what um what John writes in the end of his gospel where he says, you know, all of these things are written so that you might believe mm. that Jesus is the Messiah and he's come to save us. I think the whole Bible is really indicative of that. Yeah. And if we take it as the foundation for our worldview, the world just makes a lot more sense. It does. And And a lot of people who maybe haven't read the Bible very much or maybe haven't read it with the right attitude or, or something – they think it doesn't make sense, but I don't know. For me, I've always found the more I read the Bible and the more I ask God to help me understand it, the more not only does the Bible make sense, but the more the whole world makes sense mm. and uh, the less I'm intimidated by people trying to make these claims about the Bible being wrong about this or that or the other thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it, the world doesn't make much sense a lot of the time. Not really, no, <laughs> no. And uh, I, I think reading the Bible helps us understand why that is. <laughs> well, there you go. For all our listeners, we encourage you to read the Bible to Absolutely. make sense of everything. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Daniel. It's been a real pleasure. pleasure having you in. Thank you, brother. And we'll be sure, all of us, to keep you in our prayers. Thank you. You've been listening to Called by the Lord on Faith FM. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.